Well, let me minister a little bit to you tonight. I'm going to minister till it's a d- d- dark, dark. No, I'm just kidding, I think. And, uh, but anyway, you know, we've been, uh, we really hadn't been talking about everything. The only thing has been talked about we hear about now is what? COVID-19. I'm so sick of hearing COVID-19. And, uh, but that's coming to pass. It's leaving. It's going. Amen. And, and uh, you know, uh, p- people have been so driven with fear. It's unreal. Did you know fear makes people mean? They, they'll act out of a, a fear and, and wind up being mean, and, and it's sad. And uh, I, I was thinking about that. We've, had some, we've got some baby kittens at our house. God, God help us. And uh, some baby kittens, and some of them are right up there. We got one of the kittens that, that, that eyes uh, mad up. We say we don't like cats, but evidently we love them because we got plenty. And uh, so one of, uh, I was thinking about this today and uh, about fear. And there's, there's three, and they, they won't, don't want, and when you get up there, they're, they're, they go, <laughs> and man, they're hiss at me and everything else, and I feed them, take care of them. And, but one, his eyes will be shut, and we, we, I get it, and, I, and when I pick it up, it'll hiss at me. And Linda will take, will take that thing, and bless you, bless you. And, uh, and uh, so she'll wipe them eyes out so it can open its eyes and see, and it, I don't know what's the thing that's going on with it, and and, uh, and I'll take that little kitten and, uh, and she'll do it and that kitten will just go to sleep and she'll do the eyes and I'll, I'll set that kitten down and I'll set that and I'll walk back out there reach it. <laughs> and I'm thinking, here we are trying to help you, but that cat's afraid. It's, it's fear. And it's fear, so it's striking at me, the very one who's trying to help it. And, uh, but I'll still grab that little scamp up. We'll wipe its eyes out. Every time I put it down, I have to chase it down to get it. And, but anyway, and there's a lot of Christians acting that way now. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, they, they're, they're afraid and, and they just want to hiss. And, and no, no, nobody here, nobody watching. And uh, y'all may know somebody like that. And you don't have to be a Christian to act that way because there's a lot of people. They, 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 I've had preachers tell me that, uh, that, that they've done certain things and, and the, the emails they get, the, the meanness people tell them. Is unreal, and many from Christian folk, and it is sad. It's a sad deal when Christians have a fit, and uh, and not walking in love. Amen. Well, I'm not going to charge y'all for that because we don't took your money anyway. I want to go to Ephesians chapter six. I won't preach real long tonight. Probably won't even get done with it tonight. But I want to go to Ephesians chapter six and minister the way the Lord kind of uh, shared with me today and uh, last night and. And uh, in verse 10, we're going to go to verse 10. It's not, it's not new scriptures to any of us. We know them all. And we're going to go in verse 10. And uh, you're, how many how many's ever read the book of Ephesians all the way through? Uh, you, some of you probably have read them over and over. I, I can probably count how many times I've read the book of Ephesians. And uh, bunches of times. It's a powerful book. And it was written to Christians. It was written to believers, people who know Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. And uh, so Paul said this in verse 10 of Ephesians 6. He said, and I'm going to be in the Amplified, Teresa. He said this, in conclusion, and uh, in the uh, New King James says, finally, my brethren. It says, in conclusion, finishing, wrapping this letter up. In conclusion, be strong. Here's what he's encouraged. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. Now, he's talking to Christians Be strong in the Lord. 
Be strong in the Lord, and it says in the Amplified, it says, Be empowered through your union with Him. Listen, you need to be strong in your relationship with God. You need to have a strong relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to be, have, be empowered with that union that you have with Him. It says, draw your strength from Him. Listen, there's strength in God. Amen. I said there is strength in God. There's strength in your relationship with Jesus Christ. There's strength in your communion with Jesus Christ. There, there's, a, there's, a, there's power in that. It says this, draw your strength from him, that strength which his boundless might provides. The strength which his boundless might provides. Did you know God's strength uh, uh, provides uh, uh, strength in your life, into your life? I went to Philippians chapter 4, verse 13 in the Amplified. And it says this, I have strength for all things in Christ. I have strength for all things. How many things? All things in Christ who empowers me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. So he said, I'm ready for anything. Listen, listen, none of us was expecting what we're going through right now, but the Bible says through the strength that we get in Jesus Christ, we are ready for anything and equal to anything. I'm telling you, you can make it through anything when God is on your side, when he's your strength of your life, amen? And the Bible says, who infuses inner strength into me, infuse means to pour into you. Who pours into you strength and might and power. Glory be to God. I'll tell you, we're to get excited about Philippians 4.13. You know, the word are to make us excited. Is anybody in the house? We're to be excited about the Word of God. When it feels like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do, you can say you can, you can go to four, uh, Philippians 4.13 and say this, I can do all things. Say it with me, I can do all things. Say it with me again, I can do all things. He didn't say I might try it or I, I, maybe I can. He said I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, what it says in the New Living Translation, I mean the New King James Version. So I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. When you start talking, I don't know what I'm going to do, I can't do it, honey, you are not quoting from God. You're quoting from your mind, your head. I, I say this quite often that people talk out of their heads sometimes, not out of their heart. And you've got to be careful... If you're going to talk anything out of your head, it should be the remembrance of the Word of God that you've been putting in your mind as a memory, but in your heart. Let's go on to uh, read. Verse 11 says, put on God's whole armor. Put on God's whole armor. Put on God's whole armor. Put on His whole what? Armor. In other words, I call it a suit. Anybody got a suit? Put on God's armor, listen to this, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier which God supplies. Now, it says that you may be able to successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. That you, listen, he didn't say this. He didn't say, I want you to put on the whole armor of God and get ready to go to church. 
He said, don't put on the whole armor of God and get ready to go to bed. He said, you put on the whole armor of God and get ready to stand against the strategies and the schemes of the devil. Come on, church. The armor is for your uh, weaponry. The armor is for your protection. Praise God. It's a suit that we put on. We slide into. Put on means... Uh, here's what it... I, I, I looked at it and... Uh, where, where did it say? Where did it say? Where did it say? Where did it say? To put on it means in the sense of sinking into a garment. Sinking into a garment. And then it goes on to say... It says... Uh, 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 put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to... to uh, here's, um, let me go back to this. That you may be able successfully... You know, you need to successfully stand up against all the strategies and the seats of the devil because there's a lot of people not standing up successfully. They're literally catering under the strategies and the seats and the schemes that the enemy is throwing against you, the world, and, and, and everybody you know and the situations going on in. But the Bible says if you put on God's own whole armor, get suited up, I'm telling you something, you'll be able to successfully to stand against the walls of the devil. And then Paul said this in verse 12. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood. For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents. Now notice what it says, contending only with physical opponents. You said, listen to me, Paul knows this, that there's deal, that there's, there's, there's things we have to stand against that are actually coming through people. Listen to me, uh, uh, fear comes through uh, communicating. Fear comes through uh, 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 information. Just like faith comes through information, fear comes through information. And we hear all kinds of uh, doom and gloom and and all kinds of uh, uh, actually bad reports. And I'm saying we're not, we're not competing or we're not contending with people that are bringing that news, but we are contending against the, 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 the source behind that news. If that makes any sense to you. And I'm telling you something. Uh, you, I bet you probably heard more about don't fear in the last six weeks than you've ever heard about it. Yeah. I mean, you probably heard while you're just sitting there thinking, you hear the voice of the Holy Ghost saying, don't fear. Huh? You can just be sitting, minding your own business, and the devil will throw thoughts in there. Next thing you know, the Holy Ghost will rise up and say, fear not. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And so he says, we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending with only uh, physical opponents. I mean, listen, people are not our problem. Amen. Everybody shout, people are not my problem. They're not our problem. And they're, they're not what we're out. We're to stand successfully against what? The schemes and the deceits of the devil. Of the devil, not people. Now, people may be influenced by the devil, but they're not the devil. Amen? It says physical bond. Listen, but against the despotisms, which is the, uh, the, the authorities, against the powers, against the master spirits who are of the world, who are the world rulers of this present darkness, Against the spirit forces of wickedness in heavenly super in the heavenly supernatural spirit. So he said, "Listen, there is a dark kingdom out there ruled by demonic forces." And he said, "That's who we wrestle against." But listen, we don't wrestle in our own strength and our own might. We don't wrestle according to our own uh, weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Listen, we have weaponry that is, uh, is impossible for it to fail if we use it right. Amen? Yeah. 
So listen, if we don't know what weapons we have, if we don't know what weapons we have, we sure don't know how to use them. And I'm not talking about the weapons of our warfare tonight. But the thing about it is, uh, you can have a weapon and not know how to use it, and it does you no good. Or you can have a weapon and not use it, and it still won't do you any good. Amen? And uh, uh, so you you got to understand that we're in a, a battle right now. Our nation's in a battle. Whether we believe it or not, we're in a battle against darkness. We are light, the devil's darkness, and there's two kingdoms at work right now in the world where there always have been, the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light. And Jesus said this, the darkness cannot put the light out. The, the darkness cannot put the light out. It's tried, it's never been able to do it. And then Jesus said this, I'm the light of the world. And then he said, Saul, you are the light of the world. Praise God, we're light, and light will always dispel darkness. Listen, there's light in the world all over the place. The devil's trying to keep the, the, the light put out. Come on. Well, we, you know, God don't want our mouths shut. I'm talking about when we're standing against and coming against the principalities and power that is trying to literally ruin so many people's lives. Now, we're talking about the kingdom of darkness. Therefore, verse 13 says, put on God's complete armor, his suit, his suit. And when you think about it, a suit put on means to get hold of, to get hold of. And when you look at God's armor, I call it God's suit. That's what I was talking about, uh, God's suit. And uh, I was thinking today that, that when we look at things today, we can buy a shirt here, a pair of jeans here, uh, boots or whatever. You can go buy a whole suit of something. And, uh, uh, and I do a lot of my shopping at Cavender. So I'll go into Cavender sometime and I'll walk in there and I'll get a pair of jeans. I'll get a shirt. I buy boots there. I buy belts there. I buy, I mean, I, I can get all the deal. And, I, and if you go looking on, on that, the shirt, it'll say made in China. You go looking at the boots, it's made somewhere else. You go looking at that, it's made everywhere else. And so you can go into one store and come out with a suit that's made in so different, so many different countries. But I've got news for you. God's about to get us dressed in a suit that comes straight from heaven. And the maker is God. Amen. The source is God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put on God's complete armor that you may be... I done read that, didn't I? No, I hadn't. Put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place, stand therefore, hold your ground. We got to hold our ground. Anybody lost any ground lately? Anybody lost any ground of faith lately? I remember the Bible talking about how in the, uh, there's going to be such fear on the earth that men's hearts will fail them because of fear. Y'all ever read that scripture? Men's hearts would fail them in the last days because of fear. Well, listen to me. He, listen, he's not talking about this heart, this pump heart. He's talking about the heart of faith. And I'm telling you, we're seeing things like that happen right now that people's faith is failing them. What did Jesus pray for Peter? I pray that your faith fail not. 
I pray that your faith fail not. Why? Because the devil wants you and he wants to sift you. That means to separate you. Separate you from what? From God, from the Word, from what all God has for your life. I'm telling you, God don't, God don't want you separated. He wants you to make a stand and say, I'm standing, bless God. You need to be like Shama in the middle of his pea patch in the Old Testament. Am I preaching too fast? I'm telling you, he made it. The, the enemy came into that pea patch uh, year after year after year during harvest. But one time, uh, this one particular year, evidently, Shama had ate his Wheaties that day, or at least he had studied his covenant about God because he finally got to the place where he said, You know, I've been working that field. Those are my beans, and I'll be danged if I let the devil come in in this field and take my beans and my peace. Listen to me. And he took his sword and he stationed himself in that pea said, okay, come on, boys. We'll take care of this situation right now. And he wiped out the whole army. But he still had his peas. Why? Because he said, I've done, all, I've done stood all I can stand till I can't stand no more. And therefore, I'm about to take my place in Jesus' name. Listen, you got to take your place in Christ and say, here's who I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a soldier of the Most High God. Come on, church. He said, you've got to make a stand in your life and say, bless God, I am not moving off of this foundation that I'm built upon, the sure foundation, which is the blood, the power, the name, the word of Jesus Christ. I'm out preaching just a minute. Hold on. I like that. Stand, therefore, hold your ground. I like what Mark Hankins said. He said, if you let the devil have your beans, he's going to come after your taco next. And then he's going to come after your whole Mexican dinner. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? If you let him have a little bit, he's going to take a lot. That's why the Bible says, give no place to the devil. Amen. Man, we got to learn to cast down. We got to learn to make a stand and praise God. Start suiting up, suiting up, putting on the armor of God. It's one thing to have a shirt, but it's another thing to wear it. Huh? And I'm telling you, we're going to have to wear some things. And it goes on. Having tightened, therefore, stand your ground, hold your ground. Therefore, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins. So, having tightened the belt of truth around your loins. The Bible talks about truth. Being a, a part that we put on. But uh, no, notice something about it. This, what it talks about truth is, and I want to read a, uh, let's see, let's go to, uh, good Lord, I'm, I know I won't get through with all this because y'all don't want to stay till midnight, I don't think. Who, who don't, 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 don't tempt me here. What else do we have to do? <laughs> Where are we going? Bed. <laughs> and Jesus, I want to go to the scriptures because he said, put on, tighten up the loins of your belt. And I'm telling you something uh, that, uh, with truth. Truth is, is uh, 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 the word of God. Jesus prays a prayer for his disciples in John chapter 17, verse 6. It said, I've manifested your name to the men whom you've given me out of the world. They are yours. You gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Now they have known all things which you have given me 
that now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me. And they have received them and have known surely that I came forth from you. And they have believed that you sent me. What did Jesus say? I've gave them your words. And I'm telling you, that's what the truth is. His words. His words. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those to whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all are mine, all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, here it is again, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. Isn't that good news? We're not of the world, shout I'm not of the world. I do not pray that they should be taken out of the world but that you should keep them from the evil one that's in the world. I added that last part. Amen. Jesus, come get us quickly. He said, no, no, don't take them out of the world. Keep them in it. Keep them safe in it from the evil. Amen. It says, and it goes on to say, they are not of this world, just I'm not of the world. Listen to what he said. Sanctify them or separate them, set them apart by your truth. Your word is truth. Your word is truth. Is truth. What he said? He said, "Gird up the belt, the loins of uh, 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 with truth." Praise God. John eight thirty one says this in thirty two. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed in him, "If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. What the truth, and the truth shall make you free, and the truth shall make you free." We're talking about having your belt, your belt of truth on, your belt of truth on. Listen to me. 1 Thessalonians 2.13, you'll like this. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. Glory to God who works in you, who believes. Do you believe it? You know, when when he's talking about his uh, uh, armor, his armor is not something we, uh, like a garment we put on, we slink into it. His is the information that we put in us. Because, listen to this, because what you know will show. Because what you know will show. And I'm telling you, you've got to know the truth, and it's going to show up. It's going to show out. What you know will show. And then it goes on to say, let's go back to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6, let's see, what verse I quit on, do y'all remember? I'm on 14. Having tightened the belt of truth around your your loins and putting and having put on the breastplate of integrity and moral rectitude and right standing with God are putting on the breastplate of righteousness. 
putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness is right standing with God. So you've got to know your relationship with God and you need to know who you are and whose you are. First Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, for he, who made, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Praise God. So we need to understand, if we're going to put it on, we got to say, you know, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. If you, if you don't understand you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, you'll think you're, you're nothing uh, more than just an old worthy worm. That you don't amount to a hill of beans. That you'll never be able to accomplish or do anything in your life. You need to know, bless God, Jesus paid a tremendous price for you to become righteous. Say it with me, I'm righteous. Boy, that's hard for some people to say. Ah, you can't say you're righteous. The Bible says it. We just read it. Right? He said it. He said he made you righteous. He took your sin so that you could be righteous. And so you're the righteousness of God in Christ. That's one of my confessions. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Well, why do you say it then if you're already righteous? Because I just want to keep reminding myself of who I am. Huh? I'm not reminding God of anything. I'm reminding me. I'm keeping it before me. Come on now. So we gotta we gotta put that thing on. You say, well, I, 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 you gotta get up in the morning and put the armor on. I sleep in it. Just go to bed in it. Amen. Why? Because it's not something we put on. It's something we put in. Did you hear me? It's not something we put on. It's something we put in. And I'm telling you, when you put it in you, it gonna come out of you. You squeeze a lemon, what you gonna get? Lemon juice, I think. You get some seeds, too. But I'm telling you, if you you squeeze a Christian, you already get faith. Power. Might. Dominion. Huh? Hallelujah. God ain't raising up a weak church. Hallelujah. So we need to know we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And listen to verse 15. And having shod your feet with the preparation... To face the enemy with the firm-footed stability, the promptness and the readiness produced by the good news of the gospel of peace. You know, you need to put, you need to have your feet shod with peace. You know, what does your feet do? Carry you? You go places? God's telling us you need to walk in peace, even on the rough paths of life. Put it on and, and put it in because that's where the Bible says it mounts garrison around your heart and your mind. Where's it in? In you. Jesus said, I'm giving you my peace. And so you, you, you put the, uh, the peace on. So even in all this turmoil that's going on right now, you can still have peace. I said, you can still have peace. You got to get rid of that. What are we going to do mentality? And say, praise God, I've been, I've been, I've been uh, uh, filling myself with the truth of, of the word. I've been declaring who I am in Christ. I'm the righteousness of God. I've got my feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And praise God, I'm going to walk in peace, whether I'm in Walmart, whether I'm walking down the street, whether I'm in my house, I'm going to walk in peace in the name of Jesus. And I tell you what, if something tries to come get your peace, you, know, no, no, you can't get my peace. Why? Because you didn't give it to me and you can't take it away. I've got peace. I'm going to keep peace in the name of Jesus. Everything's going to be all right. 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 All things are going to work out together for good to those who love God. Amen. Praise God. So we need to, uh, I, I, I kind of wrote this down. We need to be walking in peace because we have feet and we will travel. 
in peace. Peace means nothing missing and nothing broken. Peace means keeping your confidence in God. Peace means keeping your confidence in God. I trust God. Say it with me. I trust God. When you have trust in God, you will have peace. Because you will know all is well. Amen. Praise God. Even when the storms of life come through like we're experiencing right now in all this uh, coronavirus and COVID-19 and all this stuff, we can still have peace in it. Kind of like that storm that swept through last night. It went by real fast. It had to because the wind was blowing like crazy. And I tell you what, when that storm come in, I could hear it. I heard heard it, and I'm usually asleep right through everything. But I heard it, and I got up, clicked the TV on, put it on the weather, and I saw them showing all this stuff coming through there, and I watched it for a little bit, and it went off for a little bit. It come on for a little bit. It went off for a little bit. And I said, the heck with this. I clicked clicked it off and went to sleep, me and my little pup. (laughs) I just slept. And so you got to have your feet. you got to be walking. In, in peace. Thank God for peace. I'm, I'm going to finish this tonight. It says, lift up over all the covering shield of saving faith, upon which you can quench all, everybody shout all, all. the flaming missiles of the wicked one. Man, it seems like a missile had been shot. But praise God, we can take the shield of faith, which it says in the New King James Version, and quench all the fire darts of the wicked one. I'm going to tell you something. Faith is so important in your life. So important to your life. Walking and living by faith. If you, if you think faith means nothing, you haven't read the book. Romans 1.17 says, The just shall live by faith. It says the just shall what? Live, live by faith. The just shall do what? Live by, live by faith. The just shall what? Live. live by faith. Honey, if you're going to live, you have to live in faith. You're going to have to live in faith. 2 Corinthians 1.24 says this, not that, I like this, not that we have dominion over your faith, but our fellow workers for your joy, for by faith you stand. For by faith you stand. 2 Corinthians 1.24, for by faith you stand. You need to be standing in faith because you will be standing. 1 John 5.4 says this, and 5, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you believe Jesus is the Son of God? You have a, you have a faith inside of you that overcomes the world and everything that's going on in this world, this age. I'm telling you, you've got to keep your faith working. Keep your faith working. Don't be double-minded. Don't, don't go off and say, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Honey, you do know. Pull out what you do know. You can't, you can't stand on what you don't know, but you can stand on what you do know. Stand on what you know. And then it goes on to say, lift up the shield of faith. And I tell you what, it may seem like it's getting awful. Uh, I, I, I told this before and I've said this before because I was reading it one day and the Lord kind of spoke to me and said, how big's your faith? How big's your shield? And then I said, well... You know, I'm talking to him. I'm thinking, I hope it's big enough. He said, well, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. How big's your shield? Because you're going to make that, that faith shield bigger or it's going to stay small because you're going to respond to different circumstances and situations out of the faith that's already on the inside of you because what you know is going to show. 
Then it goes on to say, it says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit that the spirit wields, which is the word of God. So the helmet of salvation is something we put over our minds. It's something we put over our minds. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's people uh, dealing with their minds. you got to guard. Uh, you know, I wrote this down because salvation also talks about our belief in Jesus Christ. It, believe, it talks about eternity. You've got to, uh, uh, you've got to uh, uh, guard your mind with eternity. You've got to guard your mind with eternity. And you need to be thinking on the things of God and, and eternal things. And uh, salvation also means a def- it's a defender, it's a safety, a deliverance, health, uh, provision, etc. It's just like that. And you need to keep your mind thinking on those things that are above and not on things of the earth. Amen. Amen. And I'm telling you, don't let your mind wander off of God. And if it does, pull it back. I said, pull it back. Have you ever caught yourself sitting there and you're just, I mean, you're just thinking and all of a sudden you're just thinking all of a sudden a stupid thought comes along. And you can could, could be just worshiping God. Hallelujah, praise Jesus, I love, love you. And all of a sudden the thought. And then you, you start worshiping God. It seems like it goes away and you start worshiping God again. And all of a sudden the thought. And next thing you know, you stop and start thinking about that thought. You just start thinking about that thought. Well, what's that thought doing? Trying to pull you away, trying to pull you off your faith, trying to pull you off the word, trying to pull you away from God. It's trying to get your focus on something other than what's important or what's going to help you and deliver you and bring you out of the situation you're in. I'm telling you, I have learned myself how, how to, and this, I've thought about things longer than I should. Have we, have we, all of us? Until finally you want to slap yourself and say, hey, wake up, Bubba. You ever want to slap yourself? Say, wake up. Come on, you've got to pull yourself back over there. I cast that thing down in the name of Jesus. I'm not going to meditate on this. Put the helmet of salvation on. Guard your mind. Renew your mind to the word of God. And uh, be not conformed to this world. Praise God. And then it says, take the sword of the Spirit. Take the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit is what? The Word of God. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and spirit and joints and marrow, that spirit, soul, and body, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. I'm telling you, the Word of God. He said, take the Word of God. Why? Because it's going to be what brings you through Jesus. Did you know what Jesus did on the Mount of Temptation in Luke chapter 4? He took the sword of the Spirit. And he literally said, it is written, devil. It is written, Satan. It is written. And he said what was written. He literally took the word of God and cut his way right out of that circumstance and situation. And that's exactly what you do with the word of God. So put on the whole armor of God. Take on the armor of God. And I'm telling you, it's what you know. It's what comes on the inside of you. It's put in you so it can be, come out of you. Amen. And I'm, I'm just going to quit. Verse 18 says, pray at all times on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. And to that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. So the Bible says, pray at all times. We are definitely when we need to be praying. Listen, we are to be praying about the, the situation, praying for all the, all, the, all, the, all the leaders and all such as that. We need to pray and be praying over our families and, and such as that. And the Bible says not just praying, uh, uh, praying in English. Uh, he says, pray in the Holy Ghost. 
Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Spirit. Isn't that what he said? Praying always in the Spirit. We need to pray in the Spirit. Why? Because when you know not what to pray for as ye ought, the Spirit himself will make intercession for you with groanings which cannot be uh, articulate, uh, 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 uttered in articulate speech. Uh, Romans eight twenty six tells us that. And so we need to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you're not praying in the Holy Ghost, get filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. And get that uh, language that you can pray the perfect will of God in whatever situation you might be in. 1 Corinthians 14, 4 says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. Not only are we praying the will of God, we're building ourselves up according to Jude verse 20. It says, uh, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So you pray and you build yourself up. Well, that's a part of, of, of what we do. I, one person says, you put on the whole armor of God and praying as you're entering into the battle. And so praise God, a battle that you always win in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so put on the whole armor of God or put the truth, put it on the inside of you. You say, I don't, I don't get up in the morning and say, well, I'm putting my, uh, my, uh, my belt on, my truth. I'm, I'm, putting my, uh, uh, I'm, I'm putting my breastplate on. I'm putting my shoes on. I'm, no, no, no. I just keep it on. Huh? Why? Because it's something I'm putting in me. And I'm telling you, when all hell breaks loose, you're still going to be standing When all is over, you're still going to be standing and you're still going to be victorious in Jesus' name. And God is going to see to it that everything that you have need of is going to be supernaturally supplied and he's going to take care of you in grand style. Amen. I hope you got something out of that tonight. I'm telling you, God cares about you. He loves you, all you out there. God loves you. He cares about your life. He's doing great and mighty things. And I'm telling you, he's not done yet. I'm telling you, he's got some more stuff for us to do. Amen.